you're a worm with a mustache. Okay. Go at it. <laughs> Welcome back to Bravo Breaking News with Kim and Lisa. So last night we got what was quite possibly the most explosive Vanderpump Rules reunion in history maybe even in all of Bravo history. That's right. We had tidbits of one-on-ones with Ariana, Sandoval, and Raquel. We got cuts to Raquel watching from her trailer 100 yards away to protect her from the big bad Sheena. And James almost got a timeout. We are going to dip into it all, including some of the unseen footage on Peacock's extended version But before we do, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any Bravo breaking news. Okay, so we open with these one-on-ones, and I'm so glad that we did because I was wondering how they were going to do this. Like, the first part of the reunion, were we going to get Ariana one-on-one? The second part, were we going to get Tom? Like, that's I was just wondering how it was going to go. And instead, we just got, you know, little bits and pieces of them spliced together, which I liked. You know, Andy's basically like, hey, Tom, you're the most hated man on television right now. And I would say probably even the most hated man in America. You know, Raquel, we get her in her nice little basic blazer. And it reminded me of like when an attorney tells their guilty client to dress like, you know, professional, but like downplayed, basic, you know, that's totally what the vibe was. And I was just like, I don't even know that we want to hear from Raquel. I don't know. What did you think? Oh, I definitely want to hear from Raquel. And I need to talk about the blazer, too, because she came on screen and I was just like, excuse me, what? Like, you know, like a high neckline shirt with a blazer, like showing zero skin. Like who has ever worn anything like that to a reunion or let alone even an interview on Watch What Happens Live? Like this is like crazy and you can tell this came from her bullshit PR crisis team because like you're exactly right it's like she is a guilty woman going in and they're like show no emotion you know act innocent and maybe the jury won't you know think that you're guilty right they'll take some pity on you you gotta look modest though you can't show up as the bombshell mistress with your boobs out and like you know showing all this skin you gotta be covered up and and demure. Exactly. It was insane. But I need to hear more from Raquel. I'm actually excited about that. These one-on-ones, like integrating them into each episode is chef's kiss. So we then get Ariana kind of dropping this bombshell text message on us. It was the last time she heard from Raquel, 48 hours after the news broke. And it read, you are dead to me. Raquel responds by saying, Ariana, I don't know what to say right now, except I fucked up and I am so, so sorry. And then Ariana goes full Jersey and she's like, shut the fuck up, you effing rat. Perfection. And those are the last words I think she's spoken to Raquel. And then she blocked her. Yeah, I, Ariana calling them rats is like, I didn't know she had it in her. And the way she says it is just like chilling. But it's like, I mean, it's perfect. How could it take Raquel 48 hours to reach out? Like, what are you thinking? I know she doesn't want to hear from you, but you've still got to send the text. And like, I just, where is her mind at? And I fucked up. It's like the one night stand would have been an I fucked up and I'm so, so sorry. Like, this is more than a fuck up. 
Yeah, I mean, I think we can say that she has no brain. Her mind doesn't exist. She doesn't think. No decisions she makes are ones that someone in their right mind would make. So I think it's safe to say, you know, this is once again another example of her sociopathic energy. So then we, Andy kind of presses Tom on like when the affair started. He said that it wasn't that night of the Mondrian, but it was the night after See You Next Tuesday when they went to the Abbey. So the night that Allie spotted them is the first time that they had sex. And then he claims that it was just a one-time thing. And he was like, we can't do this, you know. So during glamping, they were off, allegedly. And then they picked up some time again before BravoCon, which happened in October, if I'm believing, if I'm remembering correctly. So, you know, maybe like a month or two, six weeks that they kind of cooled things. I don't know. It's just like the timeline, it, it feels like there's never just like a straight answer. I know. Um, And we also see Ariana, you know, talking about, of course, she's upset, but she kind of shares she's more upset at Raquel than Tom. It's like she expected this from Tom, which is kind of sad. But, you know, she did not expect this from Raquel. And they like cut to, you know, the moment at the glamping, um, you know, fire scene where, you know, she's just crying on uh, Ariana's shoulders and it's heartbreaking. Yeah. I mean, you trust your girlfriends so implicitly and you just don't think that someone who's so close to you could actually do that to you. We hear that, you know, Tom's going back to his excuses and saying like, you know, we were putting up a front for our relationship for a long time on camera. I wanted to show more. Ariana says she felt like she always showed everything. So it just seems like Tom and Ariana both have like different perspectives on reality. And we get this clip of Tom telling producers, like, it's not fair to the other cast. Like, we need to be showing ourselves. And I mean, who knows even what he was, he could have been talking about a million things right then. But Ariana's like, he's throwing things at the wall and seeing what will stick. Like, he will pull out anything just to sort of take the heat off of himself a little bit. And, you know, she says that he's coaching Raquel and what to say. I mean, he definitely seems, I will say that he seems at least a little bit contrite, especially in the seat with Andy. And when he first comes out on stage, like he seems a little bit remorseful, at least more so than Raquel. What was your read on that? Yeah. I don't, Not so much. Well, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to buy it because, you know, like I said about that scene at LVPs where he is breaking down against the window He's doing it again at the reunion and, you know, they basically go right into it. So we see everybody arrive on stage. Of course, Ariana shows up in her revenge dress, which I am channeling with my red here today. I mean, just perfection. You know, it's hitting different. And they go right in on Tom Sandoval and like cue the lyrics. It was like he had this planned, like it's like he had the tears, like, you know, the eye drops like in his tear ducts, like ready to go as soon as he sat down. Yeah, no, that was a bit too much. And it was sort of like, all right, Tom, I, I kind of see why your acting career never panned out here. But he literally the second he opened his mouth, it was just like, Rawr! and everyone just jumped on him. And I had to laugh because it's like, it was insane. But it was just like, unleashed madness you know Lala's out of her seat James is out of her seat Ariana's like shut the fuck up it's like literally 
they just started and Lisa was like, we're going to be here for 10 hours for God's sakes. Like we've got we've got to pull back a little bit. And meanwhile, we see Raquel's reaction cut to the trailer 100 yards away or 100 feet away or whatever it is. But she is just, you know, sitting there like with no expression whatsoever. Like, I just can't. It's so bad. You know, James is really going in on Tom out the gate. And he's like, you know, put your crocodile tears away. Like, pull yourself together, man. You're not the victim. And so then James gets all, you know, all worked up. Lala starts saying that Sandoval's a dangerous person. She's like, he is Randall Emmett. Like, give him 10 years and he'll be, he will be Randall Emmett. Then we get Lisa coming in and saying like, Lala, you're taking it too far. So LVP is basically... Sandoval's only like defender at this in this opening scene that we have here. And I don't know. I mean, I understand that when you see a bunch of people ganging up on one person, I think like there's an instinct to sort of like have, you know, even the playing field a little bit. But I was kind of surprised at how much LVP is like going to bat for Sandoval. What do you think? Me too. I mean, I guess she maybe thinks there's got to be somebody, you know, you know, not taking the other side, but, you know, playing devil's advocate and maybe kind of, you know, sharing another point of view. Maybe that's her job in this situation. But I don't know. It seems like it's going a little too far, um, in my opinion. And, you know, of course, Tom keeps bringing up the excuses, how they weren't intimate. And I love this line from Ariana. She's like, you know, having intimacy issues does not mean anything. It does not mean you can cheat. Either you work on it or you break up. Like those are mm-hmm. the two options and cheating and having an affair for eight months is not one of those options. You know, Sheena even brings up that, you know, she did kind of, you know, start to believe Lala um, at one point. I think it was in January about the rumors about Tom and Raquel And so she actually came to Ariana and shared that. Um, But at that point, I guess Ariana and Tom were in a good place. She said they were doing better. You know, I think the therapy was actually working. So that was really sad that, again, you know, somebody had really come to Ariana to try to tell her the truth. And she just didn't see it. Yeah, it's it's pretty heartbreaking. So we get this moment where I think the question was about, you know, obviously about Ariana And James jumps in and he's basically like, what about me? And, you know, Lisa's kind of like, James, no offense, but like this is Ariana's a little more important in this situation. And he just starts like lunging at Tom. You know, they start going back to the Kristen days, like Tom's accusing James of sleeping with Kristen just to get on the show. Probably true. And James like, I was 21 years old. You know, you're a 42 year old man. Like. It gets physical. You know, they're holding James back. They're holding Tom back. And Andy loses his cards in this. Like, it's crazy. And I'm just, I am trying to understand, like, why James is so worked up about this. Like, I understand feeling let down by someone who you consider to be, like, a big brother that you looked up to. But James is taking it to, like, the next level. And I'm just, I'm like, what is it? And I have a feeling that, like, it's about Raquel. Like, if this had not been Tom and Raquel, if it was just Tom and some other person that James didn't have ties to, I don't think James would be this worked up. What do you think? Oh, of course. It's, you know, it's not about the pasta. It's about Raquel because 
I think that James is still like, you know, kind of recovering from the relationship with Raquel. Raquel is the one that broke it off. Um, she broke off the engagement. I think if she didn't, her and James would still be together. So he is activated. I mean, we have to remember that this is still so fresh for these people. We are a mere two, maybe three weeks after the affair news broke. Mm -hmm. They are activated. Mm -hmm. This is fresh. And James is coming in hot. He, you know, he's like, your band sucks, dick. Your bar's going down the drain. Like, oh my God, so much. And Andy has to get in the middle of them. Sit in your chair, James. Just sit in the fucking chair. Like, this is the fight that we have heard about for months. And it did not disappoint. No, and it delivered the best line of all. You're a worm with a mustache. Like, how how do you come up with that? It was just, it, it's brilliant. It's now in my, in my you know, repertoire of insults. Um, should I ever need to pull that out someday? But it, they basically say like, James, you've got to stay in your chair or you're going to go for a timeout. <laughs> or like, you're going to go back to your, you know, your room. And he's like, oh, I'm going to get sent for a timeout. And then a spanking. Like he's just, I mean, he's completely immature. Don't get me wrong. But like, it is so funny. I'm going to get a spank ball. <laughs> a spank ball on Lisa. It's insane. And then he, then we get the line. I was just going to say, then like Tom throws this insult at him where he's like, you've had the same haircut for five years. And it's like, okay, not the brandy to Lisa Rinna insult. Like, and it was like, what's, it's a basic guy's haircut. It's not like some like unique, you know, thing that he's rocking here. It was just like, Tom, that did not land the way you expected it to land. I know. Cut to James starts wearing wigs next season, a la Lisa Renna. Like that would just be <laughs> perfect. <laughs> then we get into the timeline of events. And this is where things kind of start to fall apart. Um, you know, of course, Andy... <laughs> finally gets to ask the question or get an answer to the question he's been trying to ask since they sat down. Why not come clean about the affair? And, you know, of course, Sandoval with the excuses, Ariana was going through a lot. Tom Schwartz shares that he found out in July that they weren't happy. You know, he started confiding in Raquel. And this point when Schwartz kind of, you know, was in the spotlight, it almost seemed like he was like, okay, I'm here. I'm ready. I have my story. It's like he like mm -hmm. it was too mm -hmm. rehearsed and too like perfect, um, even though, you know, they didn't have their story straight. It seems like he came with a an agenda and a script to read. Yeah, it was almost like, oh, OK, it's my turn now. Now, let me say the words that I've practiced. And it's like I wouldn't have been surprised if he like had glanced down and, you know, looked at his hand because he had like written notes on his hand or something. It was very strange. And then he's like, so Tom told me, you know, that they slept together in August. And Tom's like, what? August? And Schwartz is like, yeah, August. And then they cut to, oh, my God. They cut to Andy asking Sandoval when he told Schwartz. And he says January. So it's like, you guys are freaking Tweedledee and Tweedledum. How have you not figured this out yet? Like what you're going to say, at least have the same story. This is why the Vanderpump Rules producers deserve awards, because doing these one-on-ones and, you know, playing them in between the 
you know, group reunion, I think that this was the idea. This was the idea to catch them in the lies. See, it's like an interrogation. You know, you're questioning them separately uh-huh. and then you know, you're questioning them together to see if the stories line up. And I have a feeling that this is not going to be the first time that the stories do not line up. Tom just needs to sit there and just be like, listen, I know I'm a piece of shit. I know all you guys hate me. I know you don't want me here. I know you don't want me to want to hear from me, but I'm fucking here. I got to answer these questions. Like, at least let the man speak. Because, again, every time he tries to, like, say anything, it's just like, you know, everyone just, like, going after him for everything. And, you know, but he does start saying, like, a one-night stand is different than an ongoing relationship. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I can, I agree with that. However, it's still fucked up. And you didn't stop it at a one-night stand. Like, If you had done that, this would maybe be going differently. But no, you continued the relationship. And so, like, I don't know why he's thinking that's a leg to stand on. Andy did something interesting where he was basically like, listen, everyone in this group has cheated, you know, except for Katie that we know of and LVP that we know of. I mean, she's been with Ken forever. You know, let's we don't know, but like, let's assume that they're faithful to each other and he is basically like, you guys have all cheated. And so you don't really like, how can you sit there and point fingers and hate Sandoval so much? Um, So he's kind of just calling out the double standard there. Yeah. And I don't know, I have to agree. You know, I'm watching this show with my husband, as a lot of us do, and he doesn't get why James and Lala hooking up while he was with Raquel, how that's different than this. And I think you just have to, you know, he didn't watch past seasons. He doesn't know the history. You have to know the history. There is, you know, something to be said about the relationships in the group, the friendships, the timeframes of this all, you know, when it happened in the relationship. I am not condoning cheating by any means, but there is, you know, there's levels of bad, right? Mm -hmm. There's, okay, this is bad. And then there's like, okay, this person should be canceled and never heard or seen from again. As Brittany says, this person should rot in hell. Rot in hell. So yeah, I don't know. And then what did you think about them bringing up Joe too? We got a little bit more about Joe and kind of Schwartz's relationship. Yeah, I mean, I felt like finally we got a little bit of clarity there. So Schwartz says at first they were friends and then it did kind of evolve into more, which I think that was the first time he's like actually been truthful about that. But he, you know, he kind of tells Katie, like, you got to pipe down or you're going to get like a cease and desist from Joe because Katie's been coming hard for her once again, you know, taking anyone's side but Katie. But that's besides the point. They talk about the Big Bear trip. And I was so annoyed because it gets brought up. And we don't really get to the bottom of it. So basically, in January, Tom and Tom go on a snowboarding trip to Big Bear. But all of a sudden, it turns into Tom and Tom and Joe and Raquel. So it looks like a double date trip. I mean, that's a couple's trip, right? And, you know, they start saying like, no, it wasn't a couple's trip. It wasn't that. It was, you know, and Ariana's like, okay, what would you call it then? A fuck fest? Like you, the four of you were there together. And we never really get the answer because Schwartz keeps being like, Tom, tell them, Tom, tell them. And we don't get it because they're all screaming at each other. And I was kind of annoyed at that point. But we get the James saying like, Raquel hates snowboarding. Raquel hates snowboarding. (laughs) It's like, why the fuck would she go to Big Bear? 
to be with Tom Sandoval. And he has a point. Um, I just got to say, James Kennedy is my MVP for part one. It was amazing. So now let's get into one of the scenes that was included on Peacock's extended version that was released today. So, you know, it's a little bit longer. There is a little bit more footage included. You know, we get the F-bombs live and in living color. But one of the things that stood out to me was this whole open relationship rumor. So we kind of get to the bottom of that in this scene because Sheena shares that in April, last April, before any of the affair even started, Raquel told her that Tom told her that him and Ariana were open. You know, in the Call Her Daddy interview, Ariana said that she thinks that Tom started this rumor. And I think that this is what she's talking about because why would mm-hmm. Raquel just like make that up? I don't know. I guess she might make it up to maybe make her feel better. Like she thought that they were open and this is like the idea that she had in her head. But I don't know. I believe it. It seemed like her and Tom were hanging out a lot at Coachella. Um, You know, Tom denies it. But I don't know. What did you think about that? I mean, all roads lead back to Coachella. It certainly sounds like that is the origin of the origin story. And yeah, I can totally see that happening. Everyone's gone to bed. Tom and our, uh, Raquel are in the hot tub together and him kind of floating that out there, you know, saying like, hey, like, just so you're aware, you know, we're kind of we're kind of open, like we're not a traditional couple. Maybe he didn't use that exact word. And that's why he's able to be like, I didn't say that. But that's certainly the the context. And that's what Raquel picked up. And I think that she definitely used that to justify her actions, even if she knew better. I mean, the whole thing is just like the reason why this was such a big betrayal is not only because it was Ariana's partner who she loved, trusted and defended like no matter what, but it was one of the people that she considered a very close friend. And so to have that like duality of it and just be completely blindsided by it because she said that she was not suspicious Like, that's why this hurts so badly. I know. And don't you think that if Raquel did hear that Tom was in an open relationship with Ariana, as one of Ariana's best friends, wouldn't you think you would talk about it to her as well? Ask her, are you guys in an open relationship? What's going on? Tom's saying this. You know, you would think that she would have her back over Tom's at least you know, and in April at this point, before any of these things even began. Well, she's an opportunist. You know, she I think that's what she wanted to hear. I think she had a crush on Tom Sandoval. That was her opening. And she took it. Disgusting, diabolical, subhuman and demented. So one thing that we haven't touched on yet, I just want to get to quickly, is the Lala and Sheena of it all and the Sheena and Katie of it all. So Sheena is actually pretty quiet this whole first episode. We don't get to hear from her a lot. But we do hear her be very apologetic to Katie in saying that, you know, watching it back, she feels really bad for trying to like push Schwartz onto Raquel. She sees how that was really hurtful to Katie. And she's like, you have to understand, I was getting told such a different story by Raquel. I mean, who knows what she was saying, but it's like she it activated Sheena's like protective instinct um, because she had previously been the girl who was like sort of ousted in the group and the one who everyone picked on. And so she saw that happening to Raquel and just wanted to protect her at all costs. 
And she's like, knowing what I know now and looking back at what how it all transpired, like she feels really bad. And I really felt that that was genuine. Did you? Yeah, no, I did. I did. I think Sheena, like, you know, I'll I'll use this term again. Hindsight is 2020. She is looking back and knows she fucked up, um, you know, supporting this person that has totally betrayed her and their entire friend group. So, yeah, I think that Sheena's apology is completely genuine. I feel so bad that Sheena is sitting over there on that side with Tom and Tom, like get her on the right side. Like I know we need like, you know, a balanced like set for filming reasons, but like get her on the other side. Tom and Tom just need to be alone on their own side. It was so sad. But, you know, Sheena's not the only one on that side because we have LVP on that side, too. And she continues to stand up for Tom or, you know, give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, You know, she's talking about their businesses, how she's still going to remain a business partner and all of this stuff. And, you know, Lala and James are once again activated. I think that triggers something, um, especially in James, because he is all right. I'm out of here. I don't know. I, I think that in this scene, I think it was almost Lisa Vanderpump that triggered him. You know, of course, him and Lisa are really close. And maybe to see Lisa kind of taking Sandoval's side or not taking his side, but standing up for him really, really triggered him because I think, you know, she's kind of like a mother figure to him. I mean, yeah, his own mother says that she's his mother figure. So it's all very layered, like you said. And it's I think that there's just a lot of like history. And I was also surprised when Ariana basically said, like, well, I'm not going to be as close with Lisa if she, you know, stays in business with them. And that really took Lisa by surprise. She was kind of like, whoa, 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 what do you what do you mean by that? And, you know, then it kind of turned into like, well, do you think Lisa should get out of business with them? And Ariana's like, listen, I'm not going to give her business advice. And it seemed like she kind of backpedaled a little bit because I think she kind of realized like, shit, I can't I can't go like can't take too harsh of a stance. It feels like Lisa's kind of the exception to the rule when it comes to like, if you're still have Sandoval in your life, then I can't be around you. But at first she was kind of like, no, like that's not how it's going to go. Ariana handled this reunion like a champ. Um, I cannot wait to see more of her as this progresses. You know, we are just beginning. This is only part one. We have two more weeks of reunion and I think a Secrets Revealed coming up. So we will be here to cover it all. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any Bravo breaking news. Also, um, my co-host Lisa has a new Instagram account that everybody needs to follow at Lisa, not Rena. So give her a follow and we will be back to cover part two. See you guys next time.